Okay, so I'm joined today with Sam from the Dropback. Sam, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about Thursday night football to get it kicked off. But first of all, you explain to me a little bit about the Dropback. You know, promo you, promo yourself. Uh, talk to me a little bit about what you guys do and what you uh, what you're going to be uh, doing in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, if you couldn't tell yet, we're an American football podcast. You can find us at the Dropback on Instagram or Twitter. Most of the stuff's on Instagram. Uh, we like to think we've got a broad focus on things. We've done stuff on the NFL, a little bit of college, and recently we've been starting to dive a bit into Britball and um, European football. So we had Spencer Ferrari-Wood on this week, who is the head coach of the Belgian national team. That podcast is dropping today. But, I mean, we've got a lot of plans for Britball in the future because that's where we all started from. We all played here in the UK and we want to shine a bit more of a light on that. Unfortunately, those plans have been somewhat scuppered by the current pandemic. <laughs> but as soon as that's over, if it's over, we'll get right back into Britball coverage. So I never knew you used to play Britball. Uh, what position did you play and uh, why, did, why did you enjoy playing that position? Well, I played quarterback and I enjoyed it because what other position would you want to play, realistically? <laughs> if you can That's play true. quarterback, you do play quarterback. And I know Stan's watching and that, yes, that will be a shot at you. So, but yeah, we've got a, we've got a nice mix of positions. Stan and Matt both played DB. Joe is mm -hmm. a hard-nosed running back. So other than the line play where the actual intelligence is, we got most of it covered. <laughs> what uh, what type of quarterback was you scrambling pocket or oh, it's or was you uh... a whole lot of athleticism? I think I'm sneaky fast, but not fast enough for it to warrant anything <laughs> in a game. <laughs> yeah, I know how it feels. I know how it feels. I'm not uh, I'm not the fastest guy either. Uh, I couldn't scramble out. Uh, I like to compare myself to Tom Brady. I guess sort of quite quite slow, the slow forty yard dash. But I try, I try. Um, hey. Let's jump into uh, the podcast real quick. Uh, let's get into something uh, that I'm excited about. I don't know about you. I don't know how you feel about this matchup. But obviously tonight, it's the Chargers versus the Raiders. Um, what are you going with? Do you feel like this is a good matchup or are you, uh, are you not bothered? Realistically, I, I watch any football that's on. One thirty, it can be Jets versus Giants and I'd be tuning in. So, given the fact we've got two teams that are reasonably fun to watch, I'm buzzing for this one. Uh, in terms of the matchup, I mean, the Raiders have been in a little bit of a slump recently. They seem to be absolutely ravaged by injuries. Their O-line may be getting a bit healthy, but Josh Jacobs, who's their main weapon, still being hobbled a little bit by that ankle. And they've got no DBs, uh, realistically, that are they're healthy enough to play anyway. So... I'd probably give the edge to the Chargers here, but you never know with Anthony, Anthony Lynn. If they're in the position to win, they'll probably somehow manage to throw it away. <laughs> hey, I'm going to go with you on that one in a way, right? I feel like this game could, like you said, sort of, it depends on what Anthony Lynn is feeling today. Does he feel uh, happy? Is he going to let them win? Is he going to let them lose? But the Raiders at the start of the year, they look like a team that was going to compete deep into the playoffs. What do you think changed... Obviously, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Everyone was going, okay, they might be the real deal here. And now we've got six uh, six losses in the column. What went wrong for the Raiders, do you feel? I think, realistically, it was a mixture between injuries that really slowed them down. It's a whole different game running behind Trent Brown with Josh Jacobs than it is 
behind an unproven line when you've got Devontae Booker, who never really proved it in the league. And like I said earlier, DB room absolutely destroyed. Obviously, they just let rid of their defensive coordinator, so not pleased with how it's going. Their leader, Jonathan Abram, who, I mean, he cost them at times with stupid penalties, but he is the heart and soul of that defense. He's been out. So I think it is injuries, realistically, that have slowed them down because that was what the turning point was. You say they had a close game with um, the Chiefs mm. and then they fell. They got absolutely battered by the Falcons. So, I mean, that is where you can see their seasons almost went into two halves. Do you feel like Derek uh, Carr is really the quarterback for them going forward or do you feel like none of this sort of sits on Derek Carr's shoulders? Is, is this not his problem? Is it? Is it everyone else around him? Um, it's tricky because I feel Derek Carr is one of those guys who realistically most quarterbacks in the league are that when the pieces around them work, they'll do the job. He's not an elite talent, but he's one of those guys that when the pieces were around him, he was doing well. He was a really good quarterback. I'd say up until the point where they lost to the Falcons, he was playing like a top 10 guy in the league. Mm. So I don't have an issue with Carr. I think he's been asked to do a lot with not a whole lot around him. So no, I don't think it's fair to blame Carr for the fall. What about Chucky? Are you uh, putting any blame on Chucky? Nah, Obviously John Chucky. Gruden. No, we, <laughs> we, saw, we saw what this offense was like before John Gruden got there. Yeah, it may have taken them a while to get there, but he's implemented his philosophy. And look, every team faces injuries, but they have really been hurt by them. I mean, it's tough to keep going back to. But no, I, I think, I don't know if um, Chucky likes Carr. That seems to be up for debate a little bit, but right. no, I don't, I don't. I think those two have worked well together when, obviously, the pieces have been right. I think there's only a handful of teams and quarterbacks in the league that can do things on their own. Yeah, well, I look at it as um, obviously John has had that huge contract extension. He's going to be around the Raiders for a while. Mm. Uh, Derek Carr, at the same time, also I feel like is as much as I feel like it could. Uh, how do I suppose? As much as I feel like there could be someone who comes in Derek Carr's place maybe one day and takes over him, for the foreseeable future, he is their guy. Like, he is the Raiders guy. He's sort of the face of the franchise, if you want to call it that. Um, but is it going to work going into the playoffs? You know, is it going to work uh, making them a better team in the future? I'm not sure. Um, but I, I, I like him. I like Derek Carr. He's mm. got one of those likeable personalities. He's got He's a likeable quarterback as well. A bit. I said at the start of the season, um, I said he's my quarterback to watch out for in terms of if he doesn't perform and he plays bad, I feel like it's sort of a make or break season for him. Uh, do you feel like that could have been the same thing going into the season? Do you feel like he, or you know, now towards the end of the season, do you feel like he's sort of cemented himself as that quarterback for their franchise? Yeah, that's that's a really fair comment because I remember it was a couple of years ago when. Kyler Murray was in the draft. There was a lot of rumours that Gruden wasn't sold on Carr. They were going to move up, try and take Murray. Obviously, that never materialised, but there's always been that idea that Gruden wants his guy. So, But you know what? Carr's played well, and when he's had to play well, he has played well. So I think he is their guy. I think we've got an issue generally that we expect quarterbacks to do everything. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. I said earlier, there's a, there's a handful of guys. You've got your Mahomes, your Rodgers, that can basically win no matter what's around them. Right. So, 
I think it's tough to blame it on Carl. That's the issue that we have, though, when you pay all these quarterbacks you've got your cars a lot of money because you can't let them go because you found a solid quarterback but paying that much money to one position where they're not elite it can hurt your team and then if you do let them go the backlash you would get for letting them go if the quarterback who came and replaced them was awful it's like if if Carson Wentz uh mm. gets uh, let go and Jalen Hurts ends up becoming I, I guess Carson Wentz 2.0 down there in Philadelphia like the backlash would be would be crazy. Why did you let Carson Wentz go? Why did you put Jalen Hurts in? Um, and I like, like you're going back to your point. It's it quarterbacks are sort of expected and relied on because you, but you are the face of the franchise. And if a franchise forks out millions of dollars for you, they're going to want you to be that face of the franchise. It's very difficult to get rid of someone who really isn't a place of power. Um, we'll go back to a quarterback who is coming the face of the franchise if you want to if you want to put him in that in that situation but Justin Herbert uh, obviously they're going to be playing tonight what do you uh, think of Justin Herbert talks of him maybe being the offensive rookie of the year do you agree or do you feel like Justin Herbert isn't the face of the franchise for the Chargers no Justin Herbert's been an absolute revelation there I mean I've got to admit I was wrong I think all of us on our podcast we questioned the Chargers picking him that early but because everything he showed at Oregon was that he wa- he wasn't able to go through reads necessarily, and his deep ball wasn't the most accurate in the world. I think he's proved both of those things wrong. He's been amazing with the Chargers. I don't think there's a bigger gulf between what we thought there was and what we've received for a quarterback in a long time. He's been one of the ones that has really outshone pre-draft grades. I mean, I did luckily put a little bet on before the season started because he had great odds <laughs> for Rookie of the Year. So I've been peddling that ever since he started playing. Okay. So it's you got a little bit of incentive. Exactly. It's between him and Jefferson <laughs> at the moment. I think if if Herbert can win a couple more games, pad his stats a little bit, then he'll be a lot. Because, like I said, if you're a rookie quarterback, you're, you've already got a leg up on the award. But I don't think not winning the award should be any slight on Jefferson. He's been the best overall rookie this year. Right, I definitely am going to give you that. Um, uh, in terms of in terms of Justin Herbert, okay, that guy is an awful situation for the Chargers right now. Like, let's be honest, uh, everything, both sides of the ball, uh, have just been woeful. But there's something in Justin Herbert that makes me have a little bit of, I guess, hope for the Chargers going forward. Um, do you feel like Justin Herbert has it in him to go ahead and beat the Char- uh, beat the Raiders side today? Raiders tonight. Um, I think he has it in him. Uh, I don't know. Would it come out? They're out of. They Keenan Allen might not be playing, which would be a big loss because he's been throwing the ball a lot to him. But yeah, I think he can beat the Raiders. I already mentioned about the Raiders injuries. Chargers though will find ways to lose games that are ridiculous. <laughs> but I, I'm backing them tonight somehow. Are we uh are we out on Anthony Lynn? Do you feel like Anthony Lynn isn't the future for the Chargers, or do you think they'll keep him around for a little longer? It's tough to defend some of the some of the moves he's made. Like we've had three instances this year where his clock management has cost them wins. Mm. So there's that for the instance. The fact that they keep dropping leads because they go way too conservative in the second half, then that that arguably is on him or the OC for game planning. So he's got to take a bit of heat for that. Right. I don't like to call for coaches to get fired because we've got no idea 
how hard it is for that job. I mean, it's a lot easier for us to sit here in our bedrooms and say, no, I could do that better. I've won the, I've won the um, Super Bowl on <laughs> Madden several times. But yeah, it's tough. It's a, it's a tricky situation. Like, I don't feel he's necessarily helping the team right now. It feels like he's sort of putting them, when you say that, it feels like he's putting them in a ditch that they can't really get out of. There's a lot of potential that I see in that team. It's just, is it being brought out by the coach? Is he doing what's best for the team? Most importantly, that's that's the most important thing, right? Are you mm. are you what's best for the team? Are you what's best for the organisation? Um, make a decision with me now then. Chargers or Raiders, who are you going to go with? I need your, if you were to put money on the game, who are you going for? Mm, let's go Chargers. Let's go Chargers tonight. Are you sure going Chargers? I usually like to go for the better coach team on Thursday Night Football, but the Raiders' injuries are not helping them. And the fact that they lost to the Falcons and almost lost to the Jets. So, let's go Chargers. <laughs> I feel like they would have lost to the Jets. I, I personally feel like the Jets blew that on purpose. Yeah, seems it seems that way. But then the decision to fire him the next day instead of right. making him mayor of the city is a bit of a weird one. Well, I feel like they was going to fire him in any way. They might as well have uh, done it then just to sort of cover up their tracks. But... But real quick, do you feel like teams, you know, everyone knows there is a bit of, you know, tanking is is a thing, you know, going for that draft pick. Um, but do you feel like it's accepting the league? You've got to understand the players don't want to lose. No player wants to to go down as a, a losing season. No one wants to have no wins. The, the only team to be winless on the year, you obviously talk about, the 2008 Lions being that's the only reason they they remembered is because of how bad they were. How hard do you think it is to actually tank, or do you just feel like it's generally the teams playing bad? Like, do you feel like the teams are just generally that bad to lose every game? But if you do say to your players, "Hey, look, let's lose this game on purpose," you know, who's who's going to want to do that? Do you feel like tanking is a thing, or do you feel like it just is awful teams? I think it's a little bit of both. I think they're bad teams, but tanking's a thing for front offices. I don't think the coaches tank, and I don't think that the players tank. The co the front office will have a talk with the ownership. They'll be like, look, we aren't in a position to do things right now. Let's gather draft picks. Or let's not. we're not in a position to assign big free agent contracts because we don't have a team that can utilise them. So maybe they're tanking, but Adam Gates is going to get fired. So he's not going to tank. Mm-hmm. Sam Donald's going to lose his job if they get number one overall pick, so he's going to, he's not going to tank. Greg Williams, he's already been fired, but he wants to win games, which is why he went for that. He's like, oh, let's get a dramatic win here. Players on the edge of the roster aren't going to want to tank because they want a job next year. I don't, I don't think the, the players and the coaches tank. I think maybe the front offices weaken the team so that they're in a better position to succeed for the future, to put it politically. Okay. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you. It's it's very difficult to tell professional athletes that hey, this week you're going to go in and uh, look silly. You're gonna you're gonna blow the game on a 44 yard touchdown to Henry Ruggs. You know, there's no there's no one's going to sit there and go, okay, yeah, let's have that mentality. Let's get made look. You know, let's come out here and look stupid. Um, same with the coaches as well. But I think everyone has it in the organization that we hey. If we lose here, it's not a bad thing, right? Like, do you feel like the players might have that mentality a tiny bit as well? It's like if we lose here, you know, we don't actually look as bad as we would if we if we lost to a an Owen sixteen team ourselves, for example. Maybe I mean it's hard to get in the mindset, but the one thing I would say is playing American football does hurt. So I can't see you 
lining up, going to game, being like, we're not giving it our all. I, I just don't think that's ever... I don't think that's ever on the cards. So maybe you, they'll look back on the season and think, oh, it's not too bad what happened because, look, we've got Trevor Lawrence now. Maybe you can turn the team around. But week by week, by week I don't think they're going into the game. Oh, let's, let's not try our hardest in this one. Yeah, no, uh what what are you thinking of the Jets? Are they are they gonna be another 0 sixteen team? Because yeah, I mean, remember remember that the Jags are the Jags are one and one and what? Eleven now do they go? One and ten? Um they're they're hot on their tail. Win. Yeah. Um they're, who have the Jets still got to play? They've got Patriots the again. Rams, the Browns and the Patriots. Yeah, they're going 0 sixteen. They're fully going zero and sixteen. I mean, it, it 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 hurts to say that. I mean, obviously we remember the Browns being that team where it's like, are they going to go zero and sixteen again this year? Now the Jets are in that conversation, and it, do you feel like it puts like a little bit of stint on football when you see a team being winless? Does it feel like there's not a lot of effort being put in uh, by that team? Do especially fans? Imagine being a fan of an zero and sixteen team. Yeah. I couldn't do it. No, I don't think. I mean. It must be so hard. The difference is, when the Browns were 0-16, there were several little bright spots. They had Miles Garrett. They were drafting high. They had a few little young players that maybe could do things. Right. The Jets, they've got Mackay Beckton, <laughs> and maybe that's it. I mean, they've got a few of the Seahawks' first-round picks, but, I mean, it, it's hard to be positive until you draft Trevor Lawrence and see him throw an NFL football. What, what would the uh, reaction be in New York if, if, they did a, a typical Jets move and didn't trade for, uh, didn't draft Trevor Lawrence. How do you? What if they take someone different? Or if, if they, they took someone different, people. imagine, imagine if they took someone different. They didn't take Trevor Lawrence. I mean, they boo good picks anyway in New York, so not picking Trevor Lawrence would it'd be catastrophic. I mean, I don't even. <laughs> it's a good job there's a pandemic because the streets would be be basically on fire. <laughs> yeah, stands right. Marcus May's a decent safety as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, hey, let's go into our uh, games coming up this week. Obviously, we just discussed our matchup for Thursday Night Football. Uh, I'm going to throw you the games. Uh, let's take our picks. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? And if you've got any sort of uh, information to back that, throw that in there. Um, I'm going to start first off with the Buffalo Bills versus the Denver Broncos. Bills, 10-3. and three. Broncos, 5-8. and eight. Personally, easy decision. The Bills are going to claim the AFC East. They're going to stay on top there. I'm going to take the Bills in that game. I I believe you are too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I'm never going to pick the Broncos to win a game this season realistically unless they're playing the Jets. The Broncos defense is good and they might they might slow down the Bills offense a bit, but that Bills team is too strong. We were saying it on our podcast. This is the first time that they've felt like genuine contenders after being beating the Steelers. I think they're a real team. I think they could go far and they'll they'll handle the Broncos this week. Yeah, and it's not even like they struggled to beat the Steelers. I feel like that was quite a confident performance on the team there. Um, do you feel like Stefan Diggs is carrying that team to where they are? Do you feel like Diggs has been such an important factor in that team? Or do you feel like yeah, there's, there's a different leader in that, that organisation that has made them sort of step up from this? Because we all remember the Bills. The only, the only reason the Bills were known was because fans were jumping through tables. Now they're known for being a team that can actually contend for a playoff spot. Who do you think sort of sparked it there? Who who was the spark for the Bills' success? I mean, it's a mixture between him, Stefan Diggs, who I think is arguably playing 
the best out of any wide receiver in the league right now. I mean, you can have your DeAndre Hopkins and whoever, but Stefan Diggs is the one that's making the biggest difference for his team. Josh mm-hmm. Allen's growth obviously can't be overlooked because Huge. his step up from year two to year three has been phenomenal. I mean, it's been spoken about to death, but what he's done has been really impressive. A lot of people didn't see it coming into the season. So, yeah, I think those two, and how quickly they've gained a connection as well, is mm. what really propelled yeah. them. Because last year, they were somewhat carried by their defence. This year, really good offence. I would like to see a bit better um, performance on the ground game. That could sting them a bit in the playoffs. But Diggs and Allen are really carrying that team right now. And Kobe yeah, so, yeah, Kobe Z as well. He had, um, I think it was a stat that showed up the other day. I think he had the most receptions for like a player. How tall is he? Is he, is he under five eight or is he five eight? Couldn't tell you, mate. I never measured him. He's 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 not a tall receiver. I mean, I know that, but he was put on like the most receptions or most receiving yards for a player like under a certain height, which I thought was quite cool. Um, he played obviously for the Cowboys before, and he never really was a big part of the offense. But all of a sudden, he's he's really came out to play. Um, so yeah, the Bills. You've got the Bills. I think I've got another easy pick for you here. Uh, the Panthers are going to be playing the Packers. I'm going to take the Packers, and I think you will too. Yeah, no shocks on this one. I mean, even if CMC is back, which I don't, I don't think he is. Is he? Is he still out? I believe he is out. Yeah. Then look, I don't back Teddy as a quarterback long term for the Panthers. I think that's a. I don't know, Pete. I get a bit of pushback on that, but I, d- no. I don't. I don't. Really Not from this talent. podcast. I don't think... There's a, there's a difference between Derek Carr being unable to elevate his team mm-hmm. and Teddy Bridgewater, who I don't think is that level of quarterback. I think he's decent, but he won't win you games. He may not lose you games, but he won't win you games. Yeah, well, I asked this, got asked this question last week. Do I feel like the Panthers, uh, you know, future, do you feel like it's bright? Uh, I said, in terms of going to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl, nowhere near that. Uh, and I made the comment that the Panthers are going forward. I think Bridgewater isn't their quarterback uh, going forward. He isn't their face of the franchise. Um, and people were asking, who do I think should be the Panthers quarterback um, going into the future? Do you feel like they should target someone maybe in the off season? Do you think like they should, Mike, Mike, you, you follow college football quite closely. Do you feel like they should pick someone up uh, in, in college? I'm the college football guy to ask on this one, but yeah, I, I, they need to. They need to either draft or I'm not sure who's a free agent. I haven't checked that out yet because well, we got, we got enough to be looking at. The one that was brought up was obviously Dak Prescott being on his franchise tag. Do yeah, you? If you can, yeah, if you can get Dak, you get Dak. But I, I don't. I can't see him getting out of Dallas realistically. Hmm. Do you feel like he's going to be paid that money then? Yeah, I think I think he will. They'll come to some sort of agreement that the best place for him to be is in Dallas. I don't see him going to a new team. He's a Cowboys fan from when he was a kid. He's basically owned that franchise for the last four years. He kicked out Tony Romo, who's a team legend. So, right. yeah, I, I think Dak, Dak remains in Dallas. Um, I know Stan's he's mentioned it here below, but he's been pushing hard for Zach Wilson out of BYU. That's yeah. Sam Donald's another good point. I, I don't know... I don't think anyone knows if Sam Donald's any good or not because he's been on that Jets team that's been an absolute shit show. Right. So it's hard to tell. I am positive, yeah. though, on the Panthers going forwards. I, I, we really like what Matt Rule's done there. His defense is competing, even though they don't have a whole lot of star pieces. But 
I think they're a quarterback away from being a really good team, actually. No, I agree. Uh, going back to Zach Wilson, I actually had the privilege to uh, interview the tight end who played for him. A lot of positive words from uh, from him about Zach. Um, it feels like the Mormons down there in BYU, you know, they're, they're really pushing. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, if I heard right. Um, but no, Zach Wilson has been incredible. His his year before, I don't believe, was is impressive. But this year, he's really stepped up. Um, but is he NFL? Uh, is he NFL caliber? That's that's the real question. Uh, so going quickly back to the game, you've got the Packers winning it easily. I've got the Packers winning it easily. Um, now there's not really a lot to talk about in this game. It's not really a head to head matchup. That's gonna they're not gonna clash helmets. It's, I don't feel like it's gonna be this sort of you know huge close game. So let's talk a little bit about the Packers' future. Do you feel that the Packers have what it takes to go to the Super Bowl? If you'd asked me a few weeks ago, I'd have probably said no. But the thing is, I don't think there's any team in the NFC that's fully well-rounded that doesn't have a flaw. I think the best team is arguably the Rams right now, but if they fall behind, Goff isn't, win- Goff isn't coming back if he's under pressure. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think there's a pretty good chance that the Packers reach the Super Bowl. I mean, Saints, obviously, it depend- yeah, we- they don't have a run D, but I don't trust Breeze late in the playoffs. I don't particularly... It's them or the Rams, I realistically think. The Seahawks off the boil. Don't, their defense will be absolutely shredded by Rodgers. So, yeah, there's a good chance they make the Super Bowl. I don't think they'd win the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, but there's a decent chance they make it. I like how we already put the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, even though the playoffs yeah. haven't even started, right? Don't, I think everyone... the Chiefs are making the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think everyone's quite confident in that. I asked that question last week, and everyone was. It was just... Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. No one seems to take anyone other than the Chiefs. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I like what you said there. The Packers really do seem, for me, it feels like the team going forward. And the Rams as well. Uh, I spoke to a few people and a few people have the Rams sort of under the radar. But I'm going to put my hands up and I feel like this Rams team could be one of those teams to watch in the playoffs and they definitely could take it to the Super Bowl. Um, they might not be the most explosive team. They might not be like the Rams were when they went to the Super Bowl a couple of years back. Um, but I think they're definitely a team that I've, I've been under the radar a tiny bit and I definitely like what they've got. Um, going to a team that who, you know, I now I've got two teams for you, okay? Um, one team is doing well, but not as well as they should be doing. And then another team is, well, I guess it's just playing generic Falcons football. Uh, Buccaneers at the Falcons. Um, who do you have? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me if either of those two were making the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Um, I mean, you've got to pick the Bucks realistically. I mean, that Falcons team is is terrible. I I don't understand how they've they've been this bad on defense for so long. I mean, it's just, the Falcons. They don't look good. They're not even great on offense anymore. Matt Ryan mm-hmm. seems to have taken a step back. Without Julio, who's been hampered again with injuries it feels like every year now they really don't have a number one receiver when he's not playing so no i think the bucks probably win this one well i want to ask you really quickly you don't think they have a number one receiver but what about calvin ridley do you feel like he's not a good receiver for the falcons i think he's a great player i don't think he's a number one that can deal with a number one corner and double coverage occasionally Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Julio Jones, uh, like you said, injuries just seem to happen every single time he starts starts the season. Um, obviously, Julio Jones has been uh, a powerhouse in the NFL, but uh, really this year he's been sort of non-existent. Whether that's because he's not been in the game because of injuries, maybe that's because he's been sat, he's not been able to work as hard. Do you feel like Julio? Uh, that this is not going to be a, an insult as terms of how he plays, but does he have a future in the NFL in terms of do you feel like he's ever going to be what he was? No, I don't think he's going to be what he was because he was a freak of nature and he's he's on the wrong side of 30. doesn't mean he's not going to be a, a really good receiver. I just don't mm-hmm. think he's going to be the game wrecker that he once was where you've got to put basically three guys on him. But even not in that position, even when he's on the field, he just opens up everything else for the Falcons. So... He's so he's still important to them even when he's not the best player in the on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Well, you talked about his age. Let's talk about another guy who has a little bit of age, Tom Brady. Obviously, his uh his time with Tampa Bay has a well, really. A lot of people have said it's not what they expected. Um, you know, a lot of people had them being contenders for the Super Bowl. I had them being up there as a contender for the Super Bowl at the start of the season. He has so many weapons offensively um but they're eight and five they're still trying to they're still trying to fight for that playoff spot do you feel like the buccaneers are going to be able to hang on is, is it going to be tom brady and company back in another super bowl potentially or do you feel like just the playoffs maybe and then that's it for them yeah i think the latter unfortunately i think the biggest issue there is the lack of sort of adaptability by bruce arians if you bring Tom Brady aboard, aboard, I don't understand why you'd then go to this vertical passing attack. Yeah, that's been his staple, but you you haven't got a quarterback that's going to do that consistently. So mm-hmm. we've seen what Tom Brady worked with for 20 years. You spread out your playmakers and you throw dink and dunk and you let him rip teams apart that way. It doesn't make sense. Like You've got all these players that can do things after the catch. Antonio Brown can still do things after the catch. Goodwin's a great player after catch. Mike Evans wins one-on-one balls. It doesn't make sense to me the way that they've gone about this. So, realistically, I think Bruce Arian is is holding this team back. Either that or you get a quarterback that can play your offense. Right. You're saying how Tom Brady has really played for the last 20 years. Is that sort of, you know, like, direct to the running back? You know, like you, like you said, Dink and Doink, make plays, uh, make things happen after the, after the pass. Um with Bruce Arians, do you feel like Bruce Arians and Tom Brady are sort of, obviously the talk was, you know, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady clashing heads, you know, it was like the, the matchup in Foxborough, Tom Brady wants this, Bill Belichick wants this, and now it feels like Bruce Arians is sort of having the same sort of uh, relationship with Tom Brady. Everyone's saying the, the relationship's a bit on the rock, but they've obviously come out and said it isn't, but obviously... They would. That's they football. Say that. Yeah, right. Do you feel like their relationship might be teared up a little bit? Do you feel like maybe Tom isn't happy down there in Tampa as uh, as we as we thought he, he was initially? I think the difference is that, yes, they're different guys and they may not get on a personal level. I don't think Brady and Belichick necessarily got on with a personal level, but what they were both able to do is put their differences aside and find an offense and a game plan that suited both of them. We see it now with um, Belichick and McDaniels in uh, New England. Yeah, they're not performing well, but they've shifted their whole offense to suit the guy that they've got under center. 
and you can be as clever as you want with your game planning. If your game doesn't suit the personnel and particularly the quarterback you have, then it doesn't matter what you've drawn up. Bruce Arians, though, uh, do I like him as a coach? Personally, I think if you put, like, we're talking about systems, I feel like if you put the right guy around him, who can work in his system, then, yeah, I feel like you can make it work. Obviously, Jamie Winston had, what was it, 33 touchdowns? Or <laughs> I, I can't remember if that was the amount yeah, of touchdowns he had or the amount of interceptions he had. Um but, I think he hit 30 interceptions. Might have been 33 touchdowns. Right. Yeah. And it makes you think, like, is Bruce the right head coach for this organization? Um, are you are you saying yes or are you saying no? I'm not. I'm saying he's not the right coach to be with Tom Brady. If you want to go with Tom Brady, go with Tom Brady. If you want, if you want Bruce Arians, don't pick up Tom Brady because they're just. They don't mesh. It doesn't make sense to put those two guys together. We see Carson Palmer, big arm, willing to take risks, guy to guy. But Andrew Luck, same thing again. Tom Brady isn't that quarterback. If you're picking up Tom Brady, adapt your offense to play with him. It makes no sense to do it any other way. And definitely, they obviously they've come off that bye uh, week. They won their last game. Um, potentially, we'll see them in the playoffs. How far do you think they'll okay. go? Yeah, I think I think they make the playoffs. I think they're too talented on a personnel level mm. to not. But I just don't think their X's and O's are going to take them far enough. No, definitely, I hundred percent agree. Hey, let's move on to our next one because we were stuck on those for a little bit. Uh, Lions and the Titans. Uh, once again, I feel like most of the games are obvious picks. If you're better, I'd be putting a a couple of uh, Akers on uh, myself. <laughs> what, what are you getting? I'm getting the the Titans, obviously with win here they they need to uh you know retain retain their record have a good record for themselves going into the playoffs they're nine four at the moment going up against five and eight lines i'm taking the titans easily on this one yourself yeah same again i think matt stafford's going to put up some numbers they seem rejuvenated after getting bell involved losing patricia but the titans rushing attack versus the worst rushing defense in the league is an easy pick no 100 i don't feel like uh, the Lions have a chance. Uh, another easy pick, in my opinion. Well, this is in my opinion. You might have a different one, but I'm going to take the 49ers beating the Cowboys. Um, you got it the same? Yeah, I'd agree with you there. I think even when... I mean, these teams have both been ruined by injuries, but when they're both on that level, I think the better coach wins out, and that's Kyle Shanahan. So I think the 49ers win this. Well, the Cowboys are... Um, hey, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys actually put up a fight. Uh, it, I don't feel like it would be... Maybe. I don't feel like it would be enough to sort of knock the 49ers off. But I do like um, I do like the Cowboys being able to put up a fight and actually, you know, actually make that game a good game. So I think that would be a good game to watch. <laughs> yeah, Sean Hansen's day was it. It... <laughs> Yeah, I think I think Stan's onto one there when he's saying that Shanahan's wizardry. His run game is going to absolutely annihilate the um, Dallas linebackers who can't seem to read the run game at the moment. So I think the 49ers will be able to keep the ball on the floor, won't ask too much in Mullins, and they should be able to win this one. Well, so we both have, uh, so far we've all agreed we've agreed on every single game. Pretty. And 
potentially, I think we'll agree on this, this next one as well. Texans versus the Colts. I'm going to go with the Colts on this one. Texans have had a little bit of a stint. Uh, the past couple of weeks, weeks, they've just they, they've stunk, really, let's be honest. Uh, they had a good game against the Patriots. They had a good a good game after that that followed. Um, beat the Lions on Thanksgiving, and then they've just stunk again ever since. Uh, I'm taking the Colts on this one. Uh, what about you, Sam? Yeah, I would, I'd agree with you. I mean, the Texans couldn't get it going against the Bears' defence, and the Colts' defence is just as good. Um I think it's as easy as that. The Colts' offense is better than the Bears' offense. They've got, I mean, they've both got guys that are going to realistically turn the ball over a lot. But I just feel bad for Deshaun Watson, you know, because he's so talented to be on that team that has only him and JJ Watt. No, definitely. And taking away uh, DeAndre Hopkins was, uh, yeah, I don't know what what happened down there in Houston. Uh, why would they get rid of DeAndre Hopkins? No, some apparently some sort of power move right. by Jack Easterby. Like reports are coming out about. I mean, it's a whole mess down there, so no one really knows what to think. Well, you know, yeah, you know, they're looking for a new head coach right now. Hopefully, uh, Deshaun Watson gets a little bit, uh, a little bit of offense built around him. Let's move on to the next couple of games. Let's get through some of these because I feel like most of these are uh, yeah. obvious games that we like. For example, earlier, you know, most of them are just easy picks. Um, the Bears versus the the Bears versus the Vikings, I feel like, is going to be a good game. Minnesota is favoured to win that game. I'm going to take uh, the Bears actually on this one. I'm going to be a little bit controversial. I'm going to take the Bears uh, with a little bit of an upset to the Vikings, uh, stopping them in their tracks. Yourself? This is a tough one to call. To be fair, I think it's too much to ask from two good games from Mitch Trubisky in a row. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to have to go with the Vikings. <laughs> Just based on that, I mean, it's tough because it's a good matchup between the Bears' defense and the Vikings' ability to run the ball. But I think the Vikings are going to have a bit too much for them. They seem to be sort of finding their stride a little bit now. With Justin Jefferson there as well, he's yeah, exactly. been he's been playing ball out. And um... yeah, I, 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 I just I, every time I seem to pick the Bears, they lose. So just for that reason. <laughs> If no other, I'll go with the Vikings. Oh, yeah, I know how you feel. Every time I seem to pick the Bears, they also lose as well. They're just one of those teams where at the start of the season, it was like, wow, is this the Chicago Bears? And now it's just like, yeah, you know, it is, it is the Chicago Bears. And now I don't know what they're going to win, what they're going to lose, because I want to have confidence in them. Both teams, six and seven as well. So I feel like it could be a good game. We'll move on to Seahawks, Washington, uh, Seattle. Favourite to win that game. Um, I feel like the Seahawks will... Uh, you know, win uh, and um, go uh, well ten and four. Uh, are you on? Are you on the same train as me then? See, this is my upset of the week. This one. Oh, okay. I think the Washington. I think Washington can beat them because, realistically, Russell Wilson can be as good as he wants, but they're not stopping anything on defense right now. And the Washington Washington defense themselves have shown to be pretty legit. I think they're gonna. That D-line is nasty, and they're going to be on top of the Seahawks all day. Wilson, yeah, he, d- he deals well under pressure usually, but I think it's going to be a bit too much for him. The The Seahawks are on a bit of a slope right now. I, I don't know. I think they could fall to this one, and maybe it's... I don't, I don't think they're going to go far in the playoffs either. I think they could be a first-round kind of loss, which we wouldn't have said, what, the first month of the season. Yeah, no, 
I, I like that though. I like that as a little bit of a an upset. Um, the Washington football team obviously beat the Steelers, which was an upset as well. Um, I don't know who's playing, which quarterback they got in. Is it is Alex Smith still playing that game? Is he is he is he okay to go out? Is he? I think he was limited. They he did have a slight knock, I think, but I think. I think he should be playing. If Smith isn't playing, then yeah, I'll flip back to the Seahawks. But I think he's good enough. I think he's good enough to sort of pick that terrible, terrible defense apart for the Seahawks. Hey, well, let's move on to my game of the week: the New England Patriots versus the Miami Dolphins. Miami favored to win six and seven Patriots, eight and five Dolphins. Who we got? Oh, you're not going first on this one, or do hey. you, you can't say as a as a Patriots fan. I'm going with the Patriots, okay? I'm going with the Patriots. Um, I, I guess it's a biased opinion, but also at the same time, I feel like it's not a Bill Belichick tendency to go and, uh, you know, not try and compete against a, a divisional a divisional rival. It's a big game for the Patriots to prove that, hey, we might have not, you know, we might not have uh, won the games that we were required to. We might be just outside. The, but also the Patriots still are playing for the, the playoff spot, right? And beating Miami is uh goes in favor both their ways obviously Miami take a loss they take a win so I don't think the Patriots are going to sort of let it down easy it's not going to be a, a a win like um last week when they lost to the Rams I feel like this is going to be a good game uh Stan says Cam will completely get shut down but also hey the Dolphins defense has has struggled against uh scrambling quarterbacks um Cam Newton, obviously, known for his scrambling ability, has literally scored more touchdowns with his feet than he has uh, passing. Uh, I'm taking the Patriots. Who are you taking for this game? I'll probably take the Dolphins. And it's a tough one because I don't really trust that Dolphins offense yet. Right. I mean, I haven't seen enough out of Tua to be like, yeah, he's definitely the guy. And Matt's going to slaughter me for saying that. But I just don't believe he... I mean, he's fun. I just don't believe he can quite win games yet. But I think I think their defence will be good enough to do it for them. We saw last week with the Patriots that they couldn't do it against the Rams. I think this Dolphins defence has been improving all season long. And since, like, the first game of the season, they've both teams have gone in opposite directions. So right. I think the Dolphins, unfortunately for you, probably take it. <laughs> hey, it wouldn't surprise me, but uh, I've got to stay optimistic. Hey, easy game for you here. Easy game for me here. Jaguars at the Ravens. Do we need to say any more? No, Ravens win. Do you want to just move on to the next game? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Don't even need mine, so we all know what's going to happen there. Same with this game as well. Um, the 0-13 Jets versus the 9-4 Rams. Do we have to move on? Yeah, I think we've already touched on it earlier. We both really <laughs> rate the Rams this year. Jets, obviously, I mean, yeah, it's, jets it's dead, the Jets. So, yeah. It, 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 uh, the Jets are the Jets. 0-13, 0-14. You will enjoy this one. Talked about this a little bit earlier. Your Eagles uh, versus the Cardinals. Yeah, and it's one of those where my head is saying Cardinals, but you just sort of want to pick the Eagles a little bit because... Jalen Hurts just managed to beat the Saints, right. but realistically, apart from him, we've picked up a whole load of new injuries, and the fact we can't stop mobile QBs, so if Murray can get running, which he hasn't really done in the last few weeks, they should beat us pretty comfortably. Plus, I can't see who the hell's going to stop DeAndre Hopkins. 
that's a good point. DeAndre Hopkins is and, and him and Kyler Murray haven't been uh haven't been like on different pages as well. I think that's a big thing when you get like a good receiver and a quarterback together. It's like are they gonna be on the on this on the same page? Are they gonna be off the same page? But no. Kyler Murray's been able to completely work with DeAndre Hopkins and that's difficult. I'm gonna take the Cardinals here. Um just because I feel like the Eagles are just going to fall short, even though Jalen Hurts is uh, is going to be playing and Carson Wentz isn't. Yeah, it might be a different breed of offense, but I think at the same time the Cardinals just have what it takes to to go out and beat beat you guys. Um, hey, your game of the week here. Uh, you, the boys, talked about this: the Chiefs versus the Saints. Who you got? I've got the Chiefs in this one. I think this is one of the harder games they've played all year. I think Hurt shows them something they hadn't really seen before. And not like saying there's a blueprint to stop Patrick Mahomes because there isn't. But if the Saints can manage to get up early and keep rushing that football, which they've been able to move the football on the ground all year long, then that's the path for victory for them. I don't think they'll be able to. I don't think their offense is explosive enough. They need a slow start from the Chiefs. But I know it's just it's just hard to pick against the Chiefs realistically because all of the weapons they've got they're playing pretty decent on defense as well. So I mean I'll, I'll pick the Chiefs, but I'm just saying it's not over for the Saints. There, there is a route to victory for them. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that one. I feel like the the Chiefs will win this game, um, and I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to beat around the bush and go maybe maybe. Um, but at the same time, I feel like the Saints won't fully be out of it. I feel like it will be a good game. But it's either it's either going to be a, a close down to the wide sort of matchup or it's going to be a just a complete absolute destroying by the Chiefs. That's how I feel it going. I don't feel it going any other way other than it's going to be an absolute battering or it's going to be a close game, but in the end the Chiefs will bail. Sort of like the Miami Dolphins game which they played last week, where you know it was rough at the start, you know, both teams look good. And then the Chiefs just sort of showed off why they are, uh, you know, almost undefeated, best record in the league right now. Um, it should be a good game to watch. Uh, next game we'll go to is the Browns and the Giants. I feel like the Browns are easily going to win this one. Are you on the same wave as me? Yeah, I'm on the same wave as you there. I'm pleasantly surprised by that Giants defense in the last few weeks. Mm. But the Browns move the ball really well on the ground. They've got the best tandem of running backs in the league. Baker Mayfield's playing some good football right now. Stefanski's getting the best out of him. Um, yeah, I think I think the Browns are probably too strong for the Giants here. Yeah, no, I'm going to agree. The, the Giants' defense though has been has been playing well. Uh, it's the only real bright spark in the Giants that I've saw over this year. Um, but I, at the same time, I feel like the Browns are just are, are just going to overwhelm them. Also, you talk about you know defense needing uh, needing time to rest, but when you've got uh, the offense of the Giants. And you've got to come out after three or four plays. You know, it's not uh, it's not ideal uh, to have a dominant defense when your offense can't get going. Uh, so I'm going to take the Browns. I'm going to be uh, on the same wave as you. Um, final game: the Steelers versus the Bengals. And I think this is obvious to say: the Steelers uh, are going to be able to uh, make a few more TikToks after this because they'll actually win this game. Uh, I'm taking the Steelers easily on this one. Yeah, absolutely. This this game couldn't have come at a better time for the Steelers, realistically. They need a get-right game coming off two losses. So, yeah, there's nothing really good about this Bengals team. We spoke about they're similar in a similar ballpark now that they haven't got Joe Burrow to the Jets. 
I don't see any route realistically to them winning this game. Yeah, me, me either. Uh, Joe Boris really was the only the only bright spark in that Bengals team. Um, uh, Boyd, I guess you could say he was the second bright spark, but since Joe, Boyd's a, yeah, Boyd's a good player, is, but who's throwing to no, him? exactly since 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 Joe Boris got injured, I, I think it really showed how good of a player Joe Boris was, even though he was a rookie coming into an awful situation. I think, you know, since he's been injured, it's really shown how good of a of a quarterback he was, even even though he was a rookie. Um, obviously, he won't get rookie of the year. I, I don't think he will, um, just down to the fact that he's been out so many games. Um, who you got for your rookie of the year again? Um, Justin Herbert, but only because of the bet. It's between him and Jefferson, <laughs> which obviously is the opt-out. I'll stick with my preseason bet, though, and go with Herbert. How much are you going to be winning from that bet? Are you are you going to reveal the details uh, of how an, confident you were? It's an undisclosed amount. Is it is it a good disclosed amount though? No, it's it's not a whole lot of money, <laughs> is it? but a nice little nice little New Year bonus if it comes in. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take him going in as well. Um, let's talk really quickly. You know, we we've talked about our games of the week. We've talked about who we feel like uh, is going to win, and I think this week, if I, if, you, if I'm a better, I'm taking. I'm taking this week because there's a lot of games that really seem to be, even though the playoffs are coming up, you know, everyone sort of knows where they stand right now. Teams know where they stand right now. Fans know where teams stand right now. Um, and it feels like everything's quite simplistic. Do you feel like uh, we've got any sort of teams that are going to surprise us this week, even though we made our picks and we're quite confident with them? Do you feel like there's any teams there other than the Washington football team that could potentially... Scrap it out and take a win. Okay, let's have a look. Who could maybe upset someone? Um, the, the one tonight could easily go either way. There's night football. You never know which team's going to come out hot. The uh, On the rest of it... I mean, we spoke Vikings-Bears. That's not... Neither team are great, so I wouldn't count that. Maybe... You know what? Just because Stan's watching, let's say the Eagles could upset the Cardinals. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'll take it as well. I'll take it. I wouldn't be surprised if we did see the Eagles win that game. Um, and I think you would be happy too. Actually, we were talking a little bit earlier about it, and you were saying yeah. if they, if they, uh, you know, if they, if they lost, uh, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be so disappointed. Do you want to explain that again? <laughs> just seeing Stan's comment calling me genuinely mad but I mean it's not like the Cardinals have been on fire these this past month or so yeah but with the Eagles and as the Eagles fans there's so much age and lack of speed on this team that something new really needs to be injected so you need an early round draft pick realistically because we've got no cap space all of that's being taken up we've got and it's being shrunk down to 175 mil anyway so we're not going to be able to make a splash in free agency. So we really need to make a game changer in the draft. And making the playoffs drops us about 10 positions there. So making the playoffs, losing first week, doesn't really do anything for the team long term. And it's almost what the issue was last year. I think, I mean, it's hard to say you want your team to lose because it's a horrible experience to watch on Sunday every week. You, it, you don't want to tune in. Mm. So... Obviously, I like it when the Eagles are winning, but a long term, it would probably be better for us to not make the playoffs this year. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, we, we were discussing it earlier about incentives and everything about making the playoffs, not making the playoffs, even though you might not go anywhere. Hey, um, 
you talked a little bit about your Eagles. I want to talk a little bit about my New England Patriots. Uh, do you feel like the New England Patriots uh, should start Jarrett Stidham? I don't know how much you've been able to capture the games, but do you feel like it's game over for Cam? Uh, or do you feel like the Patriots are going to roll with Cam for another season? What do you think is going to happen down there uh, in New England? I don't think either. I mean, I was wrong about Cam. I was really excited about him coming into this season. I mean, he's looked off target with his throws that he has the first <laughs> last couple of years. I thought it was injury-related. It'd be fine now. Clearly doesn't seem to be the case. Um, I haven't seen anything else Stidham to suggest that he's the quarterback of the future, whatever he's come on. So, no, I think you're going to have to go somewhere else as well. The biggest issue you've got is similar to us, is that you've got nothing at linebacker at the moment. You can't make tackles. And your guys just don't get open on offense. So, it doesn't really matter who's playing quarterback. Unless they're the best player the league has ever seen, they're not going to win anything with that Patriots roster. So, what do you think the Patriots should sort of target in the offseason? Are we going with wide receivers? Are we going with a new quarterback? Yeah, I think Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin would be a good fit with what um, you've typically done there on offense. He's a guy that can win on the outside, playing the slot. So he'd be someone you target. Kenny Golladay as well, another good weapon. I think Godwin's probably a better fit for you guys, generally what you've done in the past. But, I mean, I wouldn't turn my nose up at Golladay. So I think you've got to take one of those two. There's a good draft as well. So if you can get either Godwin or Golladay to go along with a young receiver, I think you're laughing, basically. But then you've got to address... I mean, you've got Donta Hightower coming back next year, shouldn't you, as well? Yeah. After COVID. So that should... I mean, I think it's been forgotten just how many players you're missing out of. Right. Because of the COVID opt-out. I think you're nearing double figures. So that that is a big loss. And maybe the defence takes a step forward again. But... No, you need you need weapons, and you've needed weapons for years. I think was one of the reasons that Brady left. So yeah, you you've got to really be aggressive this off season. Yeah, the one thing that confused me as a as a fan, um, not only the Patriots but also a football fan, was hey, we all knew going into the season, New England Patriots didn't have any weapons, right? We knew that was going to be an issue for them. We knew the offense was going to struggle. Why did we get rid of... Maybe you've got an opinion on this, but I never understand why they got rid of Mohamed Sanu. Um, a veteran wide receiver, I guess he was really the only presence they had on that field other than Julian Edelman. Um, why do you feel like they got rid of Mohamed Sanu? Do you feel like that was a good decision? Or do you feel like uh, like me, where I, I really didn't understand the reason of getting rid of him? I don't think it's necessarily a bad decision. I think you look at what he's done with the Lions now, and yeah, he's getting a few targets, but he's the number three guy and getting less targets, less, getting less targets, like getting less attention from defenders. I don't think Sanu was your answer there. I think as a number one or two guy, he's he's not really going to be that effective. I don't know how much you had him for as a contract, but realistically, I don't think he'd make a huge difference being there or not. Uh, interested? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't remember his contract being a big issue, but that's what I think. That's what surprised a lot of fans. It wasn't really being the team wasn't being held down, and it just feels like it was that going. Obviously, Julian Edelman's out now, and it's like everyone in there. It's been awful. And the the, the Keel Harry, um, you know, was drafted in the first round, the first first round draft pick, who was a wide receiver by Bill Belichick in what maybe ten years, um, and he he bust. Uh, think about. Uh, even AJ Brown was taken after this guy. What what do you feel like uh, is up with um, Nikhil Harry? Do you do you like him as a player, or do you feel like he's just not in the right scheme? 
right organization for him. I haven't. I I got to be honest. I haven't really seen a lot of him, and I think that's basically because he hasn't been doing a whole lot. So I don't think it'd be fair for me to say he's a bust or anything like that. But he definitely hasn't shown that he's a number one receiver. So I mean, I don't, I don't know what the answer is there. The other guy you've got, Jacoby Myers, sort of looks all right. Is it, uh, what's your young guy you've got? Sorry. What's the young guy you've got? The other receiver, not Nikhil Harry. Uh, who did you, you you mentioned Myers, didn't you? Yeah, is that is that the young guy that Myers targets? Myers is the most targets, but uh, I think I know I know who you're on about. I'll find his name real quick, but I can't remember off my head. Um, a bird, give me a bird. Yeah, he's all right. I mean, are you on about again, the, are you on about I'm bird guy? No, I think I was on about Jacoby Myers. Myers. Um, but yeah. I don't think I don't think either of them Myers maybe has a piece in a competent offense, but Bird he's only on the field because you don't have anything else. Mm-hmm. I think another reason you let Sanu go is because obviously you don't know that Edelman's going to get hurt, so there's no reason to keep him around. I don't think he'd want to be on the bench at that point in his career. So I think it's a move of both teams' best interest to let him go in the off season because he's not really benefiting either party. Hey, uh. Your, your friend Stan uh, asked the question of, uh, as a Patriots fan, how do you want to use your first round pick this year? Um, now, that's a good question. Um, I don't know if you've got an opinion on that. Uh, I don't want to use it at the quarterback position, funny enough. What I would like to see, um, I, I'm not really following college football too deeply, so I'm not going to be able to bring up any names. But um, if there's any wide receivers in the draft, obviously that would be... That would be ideal. Any good wide receivers, good side wide receivers. Um, it's a really good wide receiver draft this year. It is. It, it, if that's the case, I feel like. If it's, if it's a wide receiver that can come in and change an organisation, um, then I feel like the wide receiver is the place to go. Because I feel like even though we might be a bit unsteady, obviously when the opt-outs come back and we have um, the defence back up to standard, I feel like once the next season comes back, defence will be back up to standard. I feel like really our only issue right now is the wide receiver position. Or the tight end position. Is it worth a first-round pick for a tight end? Probably not. But um, I feel like there's some places on offense that we can actually target to be uh, a better organization. Have you got anything um, that you you would you would take? I mean, I'm, I've just got up in front of me who the free agent quarterbacks are this year. And you may have to go there because otherwise your alternative is going hard for Dak Prescott. And like I said, I don't think he's leaving. But the other ones you got... Philip Rivers, who there's no point. Trubisky, no Patrick Mullins, Andy Dalton, Flacco, Newton again. Then you've got Kyle Allen. So that's not an option, really, free agency. So if you want to be competitive next year, I think quarterback has to be the answer. Okay, so do you feel like Bill Belichick might have to sign a, a well, bring in on the draft a, a quarterback, which would be, which would be weird seeing uh, the Patriots draft a quarterback after after 20 years of not doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it may, it, it may have to. I mean, Stan's made a good point about Trey Lance wouldn't have to change the offense up as much. But I think if you can get Godwin or Godaday, you can get a really good receiver in the second round and somehow you get a quarterback in the first, then that's a good draft for you. But we, we've got to wait and say, I don't think any it's anyone's game to predict what Bill Belichick's going to do. They, no, it, it, Bill Belichick is, it is a mastermind and uh, I won't question anything Bill Belichick has to say. Even if it doesn't work out, I still won't question it because that guy, he would either give you an awful answer or he would just absolutely rip into you. Um, 
But I feel like the Patriots are still... I feel like next year is going to be a good year for the Patriots. Um, not saying that as a fan perspective, I actually do feel like the Patriots, uh, if they can make a, a few right moves, just like you're saying, they are on track to, to be in a much better team than they were this year, playoff-worthy potentially. Um, and the AFC East is always a division, especially with the Jets in it, is a division that you know is, is always up for grabs. Um, hey, we're coming down to the end of uh, the podcast and a question that I've been asking everyone. I need you to answer this. I feel like I know who you're going to say already. Who is your Super Bowl champion? Mm, I mean, it's probably the Kansas City Chiefs. I think a dark horse is the LA Rams. Maybe the team that can upset them. I like what they're doing. They're really hitting a hot streak right now. And their defense is much better than when they made the Super Bowl the first time. So, it's the Chiefs. If you want a dark horse team, the Rams. Hey, I like that. I like I like the Rams and the dark horse team. They have been my sort of sort of a uh, dark horse since we played them. I I I really like how that team is operating, um, and I feel like they do have a chance to uh, to have a little bit of an upset in the playoffs. Uh, upset a few teams. Um, I like it. I like the picks. Uh, I like the. Uh, I like the the dark horse pick as well. I think that's a good one to look for. Hey, Sam, thank you so much for joining me uh, on the podcast. Uh, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day coming on here. Is there anything you want to say? You know, uh, drop your uh, socials for your uh, podcast. Um, and if there's anything else you want to say, maybe your MVP prediction real quick. Okay, MVP, let's give it to Aaron Rodgers because he deserves it for dragging that sort of somewhat iffy roster to the number one seed in the NFC. So let's go Rogers for MVP. On terms of our social, we've got Instagram and Twitter, both at the Dropback. Facebook, Dropback UK. We've got our website where we post like a few articles a week as well as all of our game picks that you've all actually just heard now. But that's um, thedropback.com. And we've got a podcast dropping today. All the information can be found on our Instagram anyway, but... We had a great chance to sit down and talk to the Belgian national team head coach. So definitely would go and check that out. But thank you so much for having me on. It's been a real pleasure. Okay, so there we have it. Huge thank you to Sam uh, from the Dropback podcast for joining me. Uh, huge pleasure to have him on. Uh, great guest. Has some awesome insight into football. Um, never knew he played quarterback, but that's always cool to have someone who plays the game on as well. But a huge thank you to him and the team for coming on. Um, they support me uh, and I support them back. So please, you can go over to their channel. He mentioned it back in the uh, back in the podcast. Go over to their channel. Give them some support. Give them some love. They're doing some great things over there. So don't ignore them. Go over there. Give them a follow. Um, but other than that, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, another live episode. I'm enjoying doing these. Hopefully we can get another guest on potentially next week, but we are going to be doing it every single week. So uh, you're going to have a few more of these. Uh, so if you enjoy it, yeah, there we are. You, if you enjoy it, you're lucky. We're going to have a few more. So um, anyway, thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate it. Uh, and I will be seeing you in the next episode.